Oh, a, a playlist Friday staple. And we haven't, you know, we've been so busy, Duke, with Oilers texts and calls and stuff. We haven't uh, told our listeners if you have a request you'd like to send into the Duke for a Friday play, playlist, please do. Dexies is always a, a Friday staple, though, just like uh, running back to Saskatoon at 1040. That's right. Uh, yeah, a few always in the mix, but I like to mix in some Brian listener Adams. requests. And, well, Brian Adams is still on Fridays, but it's always the same one on Fridays. It's my favorite. Uh, it's only love with him and <laughs> Tina Turner. That's, uh, and the point of the request uh, song intros on Fridays, it's Feel Good Friday, even mm-hmm. with everybody feeling Probably pretty down in the dumps, at least if you're an Oilers fan, that's the case. Um, but we try and get it, pick everybody's spirits up heading into the weekend. So a song that makes you feel mm-hmm. good, gets your energy up and ready for a, a great Friday at work, at school, running the kids around, whatever the case, and uh, then send you, send you pardon me, into the weekend yeah. on a good note. And uh, we had a couple of requests in, what was it? That was it, uh, last week. I don't think we got to it, but it was a heavy, more of a heavy metal song. I, I can't remember. Did we get to that one? Or maybe it was, was it The Cult? And we did get to it. Yeah. Yes. The Cult. Yeah. So, yeah, send them in. one 401 If you'd like to call in, that's the same number. one 401 We'll get you on the air. Last night after the game, uh, the media can talk to several people in the Oilers locker room, including Leon Dreisaitl. And here's what Leon Dreisaitl had to say to the media following last night's 3-2 loss in San Jose. Disappointing losses for sure this year. Uh, this appears to be the worst one. Can you just tell us how hard this one hits Leon? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to say. Um, I mean, we tend to you know, outshoot other teams consistently, probably outchance other teams consistently, but um, it's just not, not in sync right now, feels like. So, yeah, it's dis- disappointing. Is, sorry, your power play is it was the best power play in the history of the game last year, and it looks like you just can't get any chemistry on that thing. What do you think? Where, does, where can it go? Well, it can only go up. Um, you know, when you're when you're gripping the stick a little too tight, um, in general, you know that that tends to happen. And um, last year, everything seemed to be going our way. This year, it's um, you know obviously not going our way. So um, I just continue to work at it. What's been the challenge for you personally uh, right now in the last little while? From a personal perspective, what have you felt uh, kind of the challenge? Uh, you know, the puck's obviously not going in for you. What, what's maybe been the issue there, do you think? It's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, you know, it's a tough league. Um, guys play your heart. Um, obviously, not not too many guys in this room that, that have confidence right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of that group. So, um, yeah, just keep keep trying to get better every day and um is that just it where it's like it doesn't feel like anyone's going right now have you ever experienced something like this where you know some some guys slump obviously but it just feels like no one's going right now yep great great observation that's you can you just like you're a 50 goal guy several years now it just seems so crazy for you to lose your confidence you score for fun sometimes how can a guy that's as good at scoring as you just stop, you know, lose your confidence in scoring, I guess? Yeah, it's just, it just happens, you know. I've, I've had uh, weeks before, um, you know, where it didn't go my way, you know. 
this one seems a little more drastic because it's early on in the year. Um, but I've had stretches like this before. Every player in the league has had stretches like this before. So um, I'm not overly worried. Um, you know, the, the goals goals will come. And, and if they don't, then, um, you know, you got to continue to find different ways to score. That's the team. What's the biggest thing you, you feel that needs to, to change? <sighs> I, I don't know. I... We, we say the right words. Um, you know, we go into every game with the same mindset. Um, we, again, I think, outchance and, and outshoot a lot of teams. And it's just, it's, it seems like it's, we're not deserving of, um, you know, bounces right now. And, and you, can't, you can't rely on bounces. I'm, I'm aware of that. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, just... Not not scoring enough and, and uh, obviously giving up too much. Thirty second place after tonight, last in the league. Can you believe it? Uh, it's a reality. So, yep. That's Oilers forward Leon Drysaddle addressing the media, and there would be Mark Spector and Daniel Nugent Bowman from the Athletic. Uh, tons of texts coming in. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Give us a call as well on that same number. Been bouncing around because we've we've had so many, so many uh, uh, texts come in. It's been hard to kind of keep track of them all, or not keep track, just to kind of go from one to another. And if you kind of saw what the board would look like, you would go, "Yeah, I get it, I get it." Uh, where do we start here? Um, this one comes in. Uh, if the next move right now for the Oilers is to change coaches, the options are very limited. It's hard to bring in or promote a rookie head coach during the season uh, because there were a lot of texts coming in about Chris Knobloch joining the fray. He was Connor McDavid's coach in Erie in years ago, well, before Connor was drafted, and he coached Connor and you know Connor Brown for that matter. There aren't a lot of experienced coaches right now available. Um, that comes from a few textures. How about this one here? Let's get this one in from Tiger because we we're talking about pastry. So, oh, man, have to drive a few hours north to Carrot Creek Gas Station and the convenience store. They have the most unreal homemade fresh donuts. There's always a lineup. It's a real bummer. How about just a little positivity on a day where Oilers has just been, well, front row and center. Uh, also, Duke, I just wanted to ask, and as I'm not 100% sure about, we had Ryan Whitney on spitting chiclets, and he's been a very, you know, he's been an advocate of the Oilers. He's been in the corner of the Oilers. So did he throw in the towel, towel last night? Is that kind of what I'm getting from his posts on, because I started to follow him. I, I had him blocked. After you unblocked him. I unblocked him and follow him now. Yeah, no, what, uh, Wit, where Wit's landing now is he said he's once an oiler and always an oiler. He's still like a fan of the team okay. and supports them in whatever endeavors they undertake. But he is, he's done staying up till these wee hours of the morning to watch their uh, games okay. when they continue to put forward uh, results like this. Because uh, he lives in Boston full time. Mm-hmm. That's where he's from. That's where he uh, has went back to now as a, a retired player and doing his media stuff. So, um, I mean, like, look at last night's game. That didn't start till 1030. 10.40. 10.40 yep. Eastern time. Fast forward three hours later, it's well into the uh, the wee hours of a Friday morning that he's wrapping up that game, and uh, he he was doing uh, what they call him spaces on Twitter, uh, basically at each intermission and after the game, and 
It's kind of almost like an open forum type thing, but in an audio format so he can let people in to chat with them one at a time. And uh, yeah, he just said it's 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 done in that regard, and he's getting it pretty good, much like Gregor uh, last night and this mm-hmm. morning on social media about uh, Gregor in the case of the hair. A couple people saying he's off the hook because the team stinks, but Gregor's a man of his word. He said it; he's going to follow through. And uh, Whitney, the same thing. He's um, he's still supporting the team, <laughs> but for right now, it's not going to be uh, you know camping out on the couch at two o'clock in the morning watching the tail ends of these uh, heartbreaking losses. We got a few uh, texts coming in, Duke, that want you to get on a few songs. Uh, I request "Loser" by Beck. Uh, Duke, I uh, would like "Jump" by the Pointer Sisters. Appropriate today. That comes from Rick. Get after it. Uh, Mark A. Uh, what about uh, Quenville as a coach? That comes from Mark A. We discussed this earlier. Uh, Joel Quenville still with what happened in Chicago with. Kyle Beach, et cetera, and things in that nature is that, you know, the NHL has to get involved here with, uh, with that angle. Is that something you want here? Wesley Snipes comes in. Brown has played nine games. What should we do with him? Jason Greger addressed that at 7:20. So after his 10th game that he plays, the $3.25 million bonus kicks in next year. So what do you do with him? How injured is he? I mean, again, this was supposed to be the perfect contract, a perfect contract that Ken Holland signed because the Oilers were supposed to be a legitimate Stanley Cup champion. They were supposed to go to the Final Four. No question about it. Everybody, There isn't one person that the, didn't have the Oilers going to the Final Four. Most people had them going to the Cup Final. Many people had them winning the cup final. That contract that was signed to Connor Brown was done because it was going to be oh, a one and done. Hopefully the Oilers can do something and go a deep playoff run. That didn't, it's not happening right now. I mean, making the playoffs is the biggest question mark right now. What do you do with them? Well, first you got to see what happens if he gets healthy. Once he gets healthy, then you make that, make that decision. Forget Daryl Sutter, but I wonder if Brent Sutter could work. Jeff comes in. In pro sports, teams' darkest days, when nothing is going their way and when teams and players are slumping, there is always teammates that keep spirits high and keep them positive. Can you tell me who on the Oilers provide this? That is the issue. That's a very good question. And when you do a deep dive into the locker room, Guys that kind of keep things light would be maybe an Evander Kane. I think a lot of guys, let's be honest, you nobody sees what these guys, what their personalities are truly, truly like. People keep things so close to the vest nowadays. When you go into the locker room, it changes. That whole, and especially when you're losing, there is no personality. There is zip. You can... You can address what Leon said, that's personality. Yes, that's all in a negative fashion, all negative, how Leon responded, whether it be last night to Daniel Nugent Bowman, you know, thanks, you know, obvious, blah, 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 whether it be to Jim Matheson a couple years ago, that's that's what happens in a locker room when things aren't going well, when you're not going well. Do we see that? Do we see what happens in the sense of who pulls someone out is who's light clean costin was very light 
very different, very uh, approachable would be the wrong word, but he would say something that maybe a teammate would laugh at. For as um, hard-nosed as he appeared to be, Mike Smith was a guy that had the Oilers locker room and had the respect of whatever he said in that room. It went. Almost a de facto captain. But to bring the brevity to the, the lightness at a time when you need something... I, I honestly, I think Kyler Yamamoto was one of those guys that you could bounce something off and it's more about, you know, you might play a joke on someone. You know, they need they need the, the, the like, people to kind of take something off. Like, I mean, you always say, you know, I always think of years back, and I know Jelly's going to get mad, but a guy like Sparky Kolchinski, when he was with the Oilers, and when things were going bad, he knew how to be a part of the locker room to push things um, in the right direction to to snag things away that would be a negative and to say something that all of a sudden, hey, it's not the end of the world. It's not exactly, you know, we're not going totally 180, going bad. You need guys. I like this guy's angle, though. It's pretty positive. When we come back, we will have Gord Stellick, Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio. He will be our headliner of the day on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, time for our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all of our listeners and are pumped. Sports Talk Radio is back in Edmonton. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Gord Stellick from Sirius XM NHL Radio. Morning, Gord. Morning, Kevin. How are you? Doing great out here except for the hockey team. Uh, it's been a rough couple hours on the air. Uh, when I was driving in this morning, of course, I can pick up yourself and Lachlan uh, for I have I only have about an eight minute drive to work which you would probably go man that is cool so but I did get to listen to you guys in the morning on the way in when you guys were talking about the Oilers so uh, you were both saying I mean you you feel it from an outsider standpoint we get in you know we're right in the fire here but give us your perspective of what you kind of feel what's going on after another loss last night 3-2 in San Jose. Yeah, well, you know, Kevin, I mean, I haven't lived it. It was decades ago, and, and it wasn't a Toronto team that was expected to compete for the Stanley Cup so much. But I just, you know, when things get ugly and go south, it's just like life. Like when things go well, you catch all the breaks. When things don't, you don't get any breaks. And, you know, there's the, there's that part of it for Edmonton. Uh, it's uh, It's got to be just, like when I say horrible existing, like you wake up, it's just so 24-7 on you. And even like... Well, you know, fine, like last night, out shooting by a two-to-one margin, which mm-hmm. they've done in a lot of the games, but just what they did well last year, finding ways to win games, they're finding ways not to. And even, you know, on the one play, you know, Dreisaitl didn't have his man. He had good he had good coverage numbers-wise, but just not the right person. I'm not – I just mean that's an example. Mm-hmm. It's not just McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, uh, going great and everybody else isn't. So it's uh, the Jack Campbell move, you, you, you know, de- desperate – Desperate, uh, uh, desperate measures sometimes are, or measures with desperate, t- desperate times mm-hmm. you have to do. And, of course, the big question now is the coach. I give Mark Spector credit for mm-hmm. asking that question of Jay Woodcroft last night and then Speck offering an opinion that he thinks a coaching change is what they need. Uh, it goes with the territory. Nobody's out after anybody's job, but mm-hmm. it's just, uh, just 
uh, a lot of things have just gone am- amiss, and you know you got to keep perspective and you know bit by bit trying to get back on track. But Kevin, you're getting you're getting close to a point that you theoretically could be out of a playoff race. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not that there's not that many more games uh, you, you if you lose in a row that you don't face that reality. Gord Stellick with us. Sports 1440. Uh, Gord, you were kind of in this position. You know what it's like to be a GM in the NHL. So Ken Holland, everyone's kind of going, well, this is Kenny's last year. Everyone feels that. You've got Jeff Jackson. You've got Paul Coffey. So who's deciding things? In your mind, where are the decisions being made, and how do you make these decisions going forward? Well, every organization is different. You never, you know, truly know unless you're in the inside, the inside workings of it. My, you know, belief and understanding is that Jeff Jackson was brought late to the dance and the, it's going to be his organization. It is his organization now, but, you know, to get up and running, uh, it was uh, Ken Holland's last year, to your point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was brought in as a, a guy with a great track record. It's a little different in Ottawa where Steve Stales is brought in as a, someone new and it's going to be his his baby to run and they've already moved the general manager which i think would have, would have been inevitable anyway but uh is but you know different expectations out of ottawa so I, I i don't know what they're doing as far as saying okay ken it's uh it, you're the general manager you make the moves or decisions uh are are they it's are jeff and or paul mm-hmm. you know obviously they're always weighing in you want opinions and discussion so it's it's I, I don't know does it accelerate that maybe jeff jackson just just takes over i mean could i'm not again after ken holland's yeah. job i don't know he's never been fired at all he's had great long track records where he's been but it's uh, it's something that's really gone off the road and Sometimes, to repeat myself, mm-hmm. uh, measures that you never expected to make in the slightest might have to come into play. Gord Stelak from Sirius XM NHL Network Radio is our guest on Sports 1440. At this time of the year, Gord, where things are going so poorly for a team, tied for last in the NHL like the Oilers are with the Sharks, how difficult is it to make a trade to improve your team, whether it be maybe a small little piece here or maybe a larger one? Well, twofold on that one, the cap just makes it difficult, period. The other, as, as well as known, anything in life when you're dealing from weakness uh, makes it doubly difficult. And, I, and I, I think too often people feel that is the solution and will be the cure-all ills, but it, it never really does. So, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a tinker thing that gets done in that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, again, as we keeping pr- perspective, Kevin, it is getting, it's not early anymore, but if you do get a couple of games, like if your goalie steals you a game, if someone unexpected comes up big in a particular game and all of a sudden, you know, like I thought the Edmonton had done at the uh, Heritage Classic, like you get mm-hmm. that win or two and then you never look back. And I mean, I really believe that'll be the case for this Oilers team. I still really, you know, believe in them and the talent and all that about uh, being a Stanley Cup contender. But, uh, but so it could be mm-hmm. relatively that simple, but still... You have to look at things tangibly about uh, any kind of little tinker, big tinker, and I, I know that's what they're doing. Kevin Carey scored Stellick on Sports 1440. To be honest with you, Gord, I really thought things were going to turn around after the Heritage Classic when they defeated Calgary and then had a Halloween party and all that team bonding and stuff like that, but it didn't. They go on the road now here. In, in your mind, are Toronto and Edmonton in similar positions with all the top-end talent? maybe outscoring themselves and 
their defense defensive deficiencies. Are they similar teams in your mind? Yeah, I don't know. Did the Halloween party not go well? Or what? <laughs> I don't know. It scared the <laughs> hell out of everyone. Is what happened. Uh, the uh, I think that's a fair comparable because I mean you look at Boston last night with Charlie Coyle on the ice and someone that's been around for a while. Those kind of players, right? Uh, um, you they lose two players and they don't miss a beat. You look mm-hmm. at what Vegas has put together as far as the depth goes. You look at what Dallas has put together, you know, Sagan and Duchesne on what was their third line last night. And I think, I, I think that's a fair point, you know, when you, you're weighted on just a few players cap-wise so big. And those players are elite players, whether it's Toronto's or, or Edmonton's. That the other part is the difficult part. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you get fortunate and you have a couple of young players that are on entry-level salaries that can play in the – like Leafs are hoping Matthew Nice can be that kind of player, you know, play in your top couple of lines, then that's a bonus. Otherwise, otherwise you're kind of hamstrung to try to make certain moves along that way. And in in both cases, you're right. The the elite are the elite, but the depth doesn't appear to match some of the other elite teams around the NHL in both cases. So the Leafs home to the Calgary Flames tonight, Gord. A couple roster changes for Toronto moving into this one. Yeah, it's funny about the Flames. You mentioned that Heritage Classic, and mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed being out there. I had a great time. But after that, you would have thought it's the Calgary Flames that would be wallowing almost two weeks later, right? But they're <laughs> actually, you know, in a in a positive way that way. I mean, Leafs kind of moving a thing, few things around, move a defenseman down, bring Pontus Holberg, uh, Holberg up the uh, forward up front. I mean, they're kind of talking the same thing and wondering if uh, Brad Living's going to be looking for a defenseman as far as trades go and others, you know, same type can, uh, you know, again, a trade won't cure all ills, but they're mm-hmm. definitely with McCabe out and, and uh, Lilligren out and Connor Timmons out, uh, a lack of depth on, on D. But um, but we'll find out tonight. And, of course, in Calgary's case, yeah, Jonathan Huberto. We talk, we just chatted about mm-hmm. different measures that can be put in place. And, and uh, again, nothing personal. They, they were in a certain flow. I thought the coach handled it very well last game, and they felt that, that having him, you know, bench in the third period was uh, the way to go, and they and they won the game. So there's uh, kind of two teams, Toronto, Calgary, that maybe in in somewhat not not as dire a predicament as Edmonton mm-hmm. is right now, but are, are in in not too not too similar uh, situa- just similar situations. Yeah. Gord Stellick, Sirius XM NHL Network Radio is our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, when you did mention uh, Brad Treliving, Gord, what kind of early grade would you give him in the early going of his stages as a GM in Toronto? Well, the easy one is the guys he signed haven't haven't panned out so well, all the unrestricted free agents, so you can be critical about that. But I think, on, you know, on the positive side, the, um, the way that the, the drama with Kyle Dubas' exit and, you know, Brad having that experience, getting Austin Matthews' situation out of the way early, um, not being afraid to go to arbitrate salary arbitration with Samsonov as well. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I, I never understand why people are leery to do that. So, uh, and, you know, kind of um, uh, calming the waters in a lot of ways, preventing, a, showing a real stable, stable ability in the office. Uh, so I'm very bullish on him. I'm very big on him, but obviously the one criticism so far is the new players uh, not being able to adjust so well, and uh, so that that brings that brings the mark down, whatever it may be. I mean, I'll I'll still give him a B. I think some people might be giving him a C, uh, given you know Domi, Bertuzzi, Klingberg, and and that. But uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. What do you think he's going to do with William Nylander? 
Well, William Neal, like some, you know, there's uh, Damian Cox offered an opinion about trading him for a defenseman, but I mean, like, unless you're getting Victor Hedman or a healthy Adam Fox or something like that, mm-hmm. like, like I, I think, I think Willie, I think William Nylander is legit that he does want to stay in Toronto. Uh, I think it is. A, it'll be his decision. We'll find out at the end of the year. He certainly is showing that he, and again, that's part of the problem when you got such. Uh, a, a lopsided disparity in salaries, but he feels he should be up there with the $11 million John Tavares mm-hmm. gets, for example. So um, say the number was nine or whatever he was looking for, he's making a good case for it. And uh, and obviously, if he wants to stay here uh, at that kind of number, the Leafs are going to have to try to find a way for him to stay. And if he goes as an unrestricted free agent, like, like no problem. The, mm-hmm. It's a business decision on both sides. The Leafs weren't ready to commit at that number to start this year, and and I'm fine with it. And I'd, I'd rather have the player here, but if a player does go, you do re, uh, recoup some cap space. And and that's a value as well, because mm-hmm. that's something that the Leafs have had very little of, as same in Edmonton and many other situations. So we'll see. I, 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 think, it'll, I think it'll be pretty obvious about, uh, about what the solution is going to be at the end of the year. I got one more for the Leafs with you, uh, Gord. Just the play of Matthew Nice, and you you mentioned his name earlier in our conversation. He's just been a wonderful start to the season for a young young player. Yeah, it really has. I think uh, you know last year I, I was really playing it down people's expectations to join an NHL team in the playoffs, but actually, you know uh, he played he played really well before he got hurt. And, you know, that again, that's something they have not done well, developed players from within since the, the drafting Matthews, Marner, Nylander and that. So it was great getting him on board. He had a little bit, uh, you know, up and down early this season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that kind of opportunity that Tyler Bertuzzi's not been able to seize being on the big line with Matthews and Marner, it seems that Nice has got the kind of style that he might be able to capitalize on it. And, you know, like Michael Bunting did his couple of years here. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the... Uh, as many Matthew and I's you can bring in your organization, keep churning them, churning them out, uh, the better. And certainly he's been a good one for the Leafs. Gord Stellick, Sirius XM NHL Network, is our guest on the Kevin Carrier Show on Sports 1440-931 in Edmonton. I want to double back with you, Gord, just a couple quick ones. Connor Brown signed the contract here for 775000 Very, very team-friendly for this year, but as you know, that contract kicks in bonus-wise next year with a number of three and a quarter million uh, on the cap once he plays his 10th game. He's played nine games now. He's hurt. In your estimation, in your mind, what would uh, a GM do with a player in this situation right now? Well, it's uh, again, it's obviously they must have assessed him in a positive way because that's why they got him. Uh, and if you think he can help you this year, then you have to uh, you have to play him mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and hope that particularly the history with Connor McDavid and all those other things that you valued for. And I'm I'm very big on Connor Brown. He was as you know yeah. with the league for a few years. So like the other part would be if he's a total bust. If you're considering him a total bust, I mean he's hurt. That's not a total bust. Then that would be maybe something you consider to save the cap space next year. But uh, and I, I mean, how long are they saying he's out for? Well, it's day to day. They haven't said anything as far as the uh, length of how long he's going to be absent. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I guess yeah. I guess the question, Gord, would be if things continue to go 
I guess, sort of south for the Oilers here. Let's just say, you know, I would assume he's not playing tomorrow in Seattle. I would just assume that. And then moving forward, the Islanders are here on Monday, and now you see exactly, let's just say the Oilers lose two more games. Now do you go, what are we doing here? What are we? Wh- what's, our, what's our end plan? Would you say yeah. we wait for him to get healthy and then you send him to the minors and you just eat it for next year or what? then you wouldn't eat it. It wouldn't come off the cap next year because he's in the minors all season long this year. Would you ever well, do that? Well, you're, you're okay. So there's, there's two parts to it, uh, depending how they assess it. it, it would he, is he someone still of value, value? So in which case, mm-hmm. if he's playing next year, that's not a problem because he's of value to your team. I, I, see, part of the problem, Kevin, is what the Oilers' season's been so bad. Who's played good? Who's played well? Like I don't, I, I, I can't even grade anybody when I talk uh-huh. about order games because I, you know, and I again, I, I know that situation where yeah. it's just so uh, like nobody's worked out. So, but, but, just like uh, Julian Brisbane was um, is unafraid to say, look, no, we haven't uh, stocked talk contract negotiations with Steven Stamkos yet. Eight years ago, Steve Eiserman did the same thing and let him kick tires, and he decided he wanted to stay in. Tampa Bay and, and you know hey it's business is business if it if it comes down to that and and uh, and they they feel it's just a, a non-starter then then you look at the business move and 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 saving saving that kind of money uh, it's uh, so I, I guess we'll find out in the not too distant future that's losing like losing sucks at every level <laughs> it just does right like there's just it's just about what you whether it's Jack Campbell second year of a five-year contract and and uh, I would think probably having to buy him out after this year, mm-hmm. whatever. That's that's the it just, and, and the more you go, uh, the more it just kind of drags on and on and on, and other things come into play. And that's just an example of what you're talking about with Connor Brown. Yeah, I mean the Oilers are just going to start to get relief here in the next little bit of with James Neal buyout. And now it looks like Jack Campbell's on the horizon. It's not a it's not a great uh, time to be an Oilers fan right now, but uh, hopefully we can get through things here. And appreciate your time this morning, Gord. Uh, enjoy tonight's Flames Leafs game. What do you what do you make of that one quickly? Well, I always love the Hall of Fame angle that all mm-hmm. the honored members walk the red carpet before and uh, and that. But you know, hey, uh, if uh, if Toronto loses again. You know, I, it's going to be birds of a feather. Misery loves company. I, I might, uh, uh, we, they might be calling Edmonton friends to commiserate. <laughs> well, uh, an Edmonton-Toronto game right now, I think a lot of people would welcome it. <laughs> uh, thanks well, for... Some people thought it was going to be a Stanley Cup final series, but uh, oh. right now not the case, but who knows down the road. Yeah, lots of runway left, but uh, you got to start pedaling here for sure. Thanks a lot for this, yeah. Gord. Appreciate your time. Okay, take care, Kevin. That's uh, Gord Stellick, Sirius XM, NHL Network, and our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There is a reason that they call them Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrrooter.ca. When we come back, at the top of the hour, we will check in with uh, Darren Balachuk, uh, Panda's head coach after, oh, 25, 26 years of Howie Draper. Darren's taken over the Pandas hockey team and done a pretty good job so far. Must be uh, really different going down to the rink, boy, oh boy, with uh, Draper off to New York. And then uh, Allison Lucan from the Seattle Kraken, and she will uh, guest with us at uh, 1020 to uh, tee up tomorrow's Oilers and Seattle game. Uh, Seattle won last night. Oilers coming off the loss in San Jose. Much more on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. I had to look over to see if Struddy was sitting beside me. Big ABBA fan that he is, hey, Duke? 
So we've sort of, we kind of forgot about all this with all the, the Oilers 3-2 loss to San Jose. Jason Greger saying that he would, uh, he's not going to, I don't know, cut his hair, I guess, for seven months. I'm not, and, I'm, and I'm, he said he's going to be trimming some. I don't know about that. What what are you going to be trimming? Well, maybe Greg's like, is really confident that like this certain the part of his head that it's still going to grow luscious and thick. Like because he said he's uh, basically is not going to let it grow wild like an Albert Einstein looking cul de sac. It's not growing that much. It's he wants to keep it nice and trim, uh, more like a Doctor Phil look. <laughs> I guess it's not growing like that. Seven anyway. months is a long time, Kev. You said three, three and, and a half. half inches. That's but think about it. If you're growing from again, everyone's talking about this. What is it? The uh, the crescent thing or whatever the, the cul de sac. Cul de sac. So think about. It. I'm just pointing to my. So if it grows from here three inches, that's to the back of his neck. The top from the crown of his head starts growing three inches. That goes to the back of his neck. So he can't be trimming the stuff that's at the very base of his neck, you know, where your your hairline ends. Some guys don't have that. <laughs> Jason Rieger and <in> Melville. <laughs> um, then he can't trim that stuff. That's got to go out mulletish. Skulletish. Yeah, whatever. The, the ally okay. of Frady special. Okay. Um, we forgot. So yesterday... Amidst all of our confusion and everything that we talked about, and we just got a text in from one of our exec prods, Brad Slater, tell Ladislav Schmid from Arda Okal, who we had on yesterday from ESPN, that he quoted and mentioned us and Schmid on the broadcast. Because yesterday... Laddie also said if the Oilers lose to San Jose, he's tearing his TV off the wall. I wonder how big of a TV it is that he's thinking about here. Like it's got to be one like the better the bigger the better. You know Laddie's not he doesn't have a little dinky little 20 inch no, hanging somewhere, right? It's got to be pretty big and we well discussed over the past couple oh. days Laddie's uh, physical Prowess. Oh, well, uh, he's there's, a specimen. There's, there's a- no, there's no TV too big that he's not going to be able to wrap that wingspan out around and absolutely just yank out of the drywall. You know, like you probably hang your own TVs, Duke, right, and things like that. I, so- I'm not a big hanging TV guy. I prefer to have them on a, yeah. a stand. Okay, stand. Um, yeah, we did all ours. I saw the guy that did it, and he, I helped him a little bit. I did one or two, but it's it's not a lot of. It's hard to do to do them properly. Oh if yeah, if you want the proper brackets. And all our cords are hidden and things like that. So anyway, it is, it's a hard thing to do. And these brackets are pounded in there. Like these, like if Vlad, if, if Laddie's got a, a, a TV that's on one of these brackets, he's ripping it, man. Like all these five in the morning gym workouts are going to be coming in. Oh, man. That's, that's what Witt said yesterday. Uh, back to his playing days. That was always Laddie's MO. He was a gym rat and still is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can tell when he walks oh, in here in the morning. I mean, him and Eddie Thursday, Friday, like I think we I think we measure up pretty good compared to oh, those two. Again, yeah, we're ripped. You and I do just <laughs> ripped. Yeah, couple specimens. <laughs> you go to Sunday night hockey. I go to Friday <laughs> hockey, and it's one of those you're starting to go change in the bathroom. You don't want anybody to see you naked. It's that bad. That's how bad it is right now. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, and we've got a zillion of them. If you want to call us, give us a show too. We've got some open line time, 
until 10 o'clock when we have Darren Bolachek on from Pandas Hockey and then Allison Lucan with the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, perplexed Oilers fan. Uh, I've obviously watched the Oilers for a while. One thing I've always noticed about this team, they're too nice. They're a bunch of nice, friendly guys, Kane being the exception. There's no hate on in the Oilers, league, Oilers locker room. They need Costin. They needed Costin to get going. Kept Fogel instead. Having said that, Fogel's been their most consistent, best player to date, easily. Yamo installed energy, but nobody thought he was big enough for the playoffs. Well, he's still got to make the playoffs. Beach Goat. I don't get that one, so I can't read it. Beer Man, and Beer Man, he's been in lots. You know, I'm gutted. I'm not ready for another six-month death march. And he's the guy, he slings beer at all the games, right? He's one of those guys that he... I'll tell you, those beer guys, and this beer man's been at Commonwealth, been at, at Rogers, Rexall, yada, yada. You hear stuff in the stands. You, Those are where you're going up and down, and you hear exactly what the fans are saying. Damn, I'm so depressed from last night that I'm going to work early. Well, you should have been here at like five or six. Um Herm Hordell. And Herm, I think, well, Herm put his last name on. I've known Herm for a long time. Used to be involved in the Saskatoon Blades organization. Take a look at how championship teams are put together. Big money players are not winning championships. Reading and watching media clips do not win championships. Well, Jack Eichel's making over 10 mil a year. Stone's 10 mil a year. That's a lot of, uh, Petrangelo's eight, nine a year. That's a lot of money in Vegas, Herm. Team concept, attitude, and buy into a team concept. If a Gretzky can be traded, then take a look at the Oilers. Oilers have got to get away from country club management and rewarding family or alumni. Owner needs to look at his business. Take a leadership role, Herm. Hey, Duke. Enjoy Kiss this evening. Are you going? No, is that this evening? That is this evening. Kiss. It is. I will not be going. Uh, this is the last tour, right? Of the of the oh, real last the, one? Yeah, the real last one, I'm sure. We all know how these uh, these rock bands are. I'm sure it'll still be a great show. I, I've heard good things about um, them still touring in their uh, advanced years. But no, I will not be going. I've got a senior outlaws game from the Agriplex in Delburn. Tune so, in on the Facebook page. To, so, it's on, I, so I can watch it, on, I'm not, but I'm not Facebook, on Facebook. Facebook Live, yeah. Is there anywhere else I could? Is it like on Sportsnet no. 360 or something? Or no, not- we're, we're working on a deal for that to get them put out there uh, a full a full broadcasting deal package for the ECSHL. But uh, it's still in the infancy of that negotiation. So for the meantime, Facebook Live. Do you do color yourself? Is it a I, one- so? Last week I did everything myself just because the um, other. The uh, the president of the team actually normally does color and helps flip because we okay. we don't have one ca- like we have three cameras kind of like um like Live Barn is very mm-hmm. popular now but we've three cameras one in each zone and so then we just on the um, streaming program flip between the three cameras as the puck moves up and down the ice okay that's pretty good so for so, so usually senior. Barry shout out Barry yeah. uh, also my cousin second cousin <laughs> my dad's cousin uh, and that's very typical you guys are Del- all related in, in Delbert, Delbert, everyone's my yeah. cousin. Yeah. Um, the uh, so uh, Barry will uh, will flip cameras and then do color with me. I think he'll be back uh, mm-hmm. tonight, but otherwise, yeah, I kind of do a solo. It's always a lot more fun with another person in the booth with you. What's your play by play style like? Uh, a young Jim Carr from Slapshot, or yeah, pretty relaxed. I obviously having played on the team and I'm very good friends with 
almost everybody on the team. I'm not afraid to take some pot shots oh. here and there if something happens. Like last last home game a couple weeks ago, my good friend Bryce, he was late getting to the game, didn't get there till the second period. Played about three shifts and then gets in a fight and is kicked out of the like so yeah. of fight. You're allowed one, to fight, fight, but it's a yeah. game ejection. So I just like as he's going, I was like late to the game, first one to leave. Like, what's this guy well, doing? Got to get to hot water, right? He, he could not have played more than three or four shifts. And the mm. first he shows up, trot him out on the first power play unit, Evan Bouchard esque. <laughs> not deserving, but still out there every shift all the same. Is a big onion play on this team, the Cebolla? No, Delburn is not close. To I the, know, but he's a buddy of yours. I thought maybe he'd be playing for this team. No, 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 no. That's, oh. the, the, this league, it's all local. Okay. You, you have to be within the, the zone to play for your team. So it's all local oh. guys that play on each team across the league. Gelly sends in a text. Hey, Gelly, thanks. I didn't see this one. If I would have seen this earlier, this was a while back. Thank you very much, Gelly. And I hope you enjoyed Johnny Busick we had on Wednesday. He was great. If you uh, didn't hear him, Duke, how can Gelly get a hold of that uh, episode on Wednesday? Gelly? Well, Gelly, just like uh, anybody listening, if you did miss uh, an hour, an interview, an episode, or a full day show, whatever the case, you can go and track it down on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, you name it. It's there. The Kevin Carey Show. Each hour is posted as its own individual show. And uh, we've got the description who's in that hour. Like yesterday, we had Whitney on in hour three. Mm -hmm. We had Johnny Busick on in hour four back on Wednesday. So uh, yeah, if you missed something, don't uh, hesitate to go back and look. And if you follow us on Twitter, which yes. I recommend you do, at Sports1440, the, the pinned tweet has the link for every show we have to the uh, their respective podcast sites. That's the easiest way, I think, the Twitter thing, because bang, you just hit it's, the link and you're it's, there. It's right at the top. And so yeah. then the Carry Show, Lowdown, Frenzy, uh, Gregor Show, each one has their own link. And within that link, you can pick your preferred streaming service, Apple, Spotify, etc. Give us a call, one 1440 If you like, we got a few minutes left for on-air open line time. Text coming in, and this was Gally. Hurry up, get Grand Fear, Charlie Huddy, Kevin Lowe on the phone. Surely they have the answers to save our Oilers. Do the boys still have VHS and the ability to watch boys on the bus? That'll teach them to have the character and championship pedigree of our beloved gray-head 80s Oilers. Gally just hates everything that has anything to do with anything that hasn't happened other than yesterday hey boy since we are on the topic of senior hockey there is lots in the edmonton area tonight the westlock warriors head to devon for an 8 p.m start great hockey and very affordable i uh, senior hockey's great i mean you want to talk about affordable yeah what, Mo- is yours it, is free it, it, it's not oh. free five bucks to get in okay. but beer's five bucks oh 50 50 is and the thing about the Delburn games, and I, I love the text to put, throw us your name so we can give you mm-hmm. some credit for a shouting out the Devon and Westlock game. At these senior games, some barns, not quite the same, but at Delburn, like it is a packed house every home game. So the 50 50, like you're taking home several hundred dollars at the end of the 50 50. So, and we also got our like square boards. You have to buy those before the season, of course. But so there's lots of opportunity. We got an in game announcer, the music going, and the hockey is. Pretty good, mm-hmm. most nights. <laughs> well, plus the play-by-play play-by-play man is the best in the league. Yeah, but you have to stay at home unless oh. <laughs> the, the the old school <laughs> thing. Good. You sit in the top row at the Agriplex with your phone to your ear, listening to the play-by-play while you're watching the game. This is great from Corey. I bet a hundred dollars on the Sharks yesterday. One four thirty. Ooh. 
Good for you, Corey. Uh, my uh, my good friend Brant, lifelong Oilers fan, lives and dies with the team. He uh, threw a pretty sizable money line wager on the Oilers, oh, no. which they were like still minus three hundred in this mm-hmm. game, despite being only one point ahead of the Sharks. They're two points ahead of the Sharks in the standings, and so it was like the payout on that is obviously very low. It's like the ROI. If you want, it's not a bet; <laughs> it's an investment. The ROI there not very high. Uh, Corey, obviously, on the flip side of that. I know a lot of people that do this, Kevin. Yeah. Your favorite team, the you bet against them almost every game. And for hockey, it's different. There's so many games, but like a football on a football week to week basis. So then, no matter what, you have a silver lining. Mm. Oh, I lost my bet, but my team won. We're rolling to the mm. playoffs. Or my team stinks, but I've at least put a little uh, coin in the pocket to maybe buy beer for the week. I uh, was telling you this off the air, and this is a true story. So, Laura Baker, my better half, her parents, Ian and Sandra Baker, the four of us do a little uh, kind of a pool every game. Got this from Darcy Craig at Global. He started this pool, so now the four of us do it. You pick the team that wins, then you pick the correct score, and then you get bonuses for shootout, overtime, empty net, shutout, etc., Sandra Baker has correctly predicted the last two scores. She went on Monday 6-2 Vancouver and last night 3-2 San Jose. She is getting bonus points leading this draft. Obviously an Oilers hater. Unbelievable. Shanked one. Text in. Kevin, if Connor Brown's contract is not honored, do you think any players will sign here in the future? Plus McDavid brought him in. Very fair point. So fair. It's, you can't hit the nail on the head better. When management starts screwing around players, other players go, I'm not going there. Why would I? Why would I want to? Tyler, that's the guy that sent in that text, Duke. Tyler is his name. I play for Westlock. Uh, Good luck with the game. Westlock and Devon. Eight o'clock start in Devon tonight. Lots going on this weekend. Tons of hockey, whether it be AJHL, college, university, Bears football tomorrow. It UBC, 1 o'clock, a trip. Well, I mean, the Hardy Cup championship. Can you imagine? It's been 40-plus years since the Bears won that. Beerman says, yes, kiss tonight. I will be there. You know what? That could be a guy to have on the show, Beerman. All the up and down, the, the beer-stained, soaked T-shirts. You see those guys, it's just dripping off them. Ugh. When we come back, top of the hour, we will check in with Darren Balachuk, Panda's hockey head coach, as it's a busy weekend on campus at McEwen, everywhere. Uh, we will check in with Darren at 10, and then Allison Lucan at 10.20 with the Seattle Kraken. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.